BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and you are listening to episode 86. I'm a national certified therapist, and I wanted to just take a moment and to uh, explain to some of you who have been listening, and I've been getting quite a few uh, comments and questions from viewers or listeners uh, over the past several months about where, where am I, <laughs> and, and I wanted to just take a moment and before I get into what I wanted to talk about, uh, to explain a little bit about why I have a break, why, uh, why now, why am I coming back now, and why it's been so long since I've been uh, on here on air. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been several months, many months, uh, since my last episode. Uh, and uh, really, it's, it's kind of a simple answer. Uh, nothing big is, has happened, but uh, just needed to take a break uh, because uh, there was a lot of uh, things that I needed to deal with, with a job and trying to find a job, and now I have a job. <laughs> so I am very, very excited uh, to announce that um, I <clears throat> work in a school district in uh, Indiana. So I recently moved to southern Indiana, and I work in a school district, and I help kids and students um, from really from pre-K all the way through senior uh, with social and emotional issues. So I'm a licensed counselor. Most of you know that. I'm nationally certified as well. And I'm really honored to be able to work at this level uh, with the school district, but also with the local law enforcement and county prosecutors, probation officers. We're all working together. And I'm just thrilled to be able to kind of get roll up my sleeves and get in there into the schools and work with these kids. And it's been an eye-opener. So I've, I've had a private practice for many years. And so this is the first time I've actually worked inside a school in a mental health setting. And it has been an amazing ride. And I tell you, 
Uh, you'll, be, you'll be listening more. You'll be hearing more stories. Now, obviously, I can't say names uh, or specifics, but I can talk a little bit about general things that I've been able to be a part of. And so I am a, a therapist, but I also work in the schools. Uh, so those of you who are adults, don't worry. I'll be addressing things for you as well. Uh, but, uh, but my main focus right now, as far as my career is, is concerned, uh, is working with kids pre-K through um, 12th grade within the school. So it's really exciting to be able to do that. And I t- I'll have to say, I just started not that long ago, every day is a new day. There's something new happening every day. You just never know when I walk in. Because uh, I'm not just at one school. There are eight schools, over 3,000 students. And uh, not one day is the same. And in a lot of ways, that's exciting. Other ways, uh, it's hard to plan. Uh, so I'm learning as I go. Uh, but I just wanted to explain a little bit about where I've been, why I've been gone, I've taken a break. And I hope that explains it a little bit. Uh, I really appreciate a lot of you have reached out to me and uh, checked on, on me, make sure I was okay, or just asked what was going on, or said, hey, when are you going to get back on the podcast so I can start listening? And I really appreciate all of you who have reached out and uh, just made some contact. And it helps me know to know that there are actually people who do listen <laughs> to this and do see a benefit from it. So I really appreciate uh, all of you, and if you're new, if this is your first time listening, great. I appreciate you being here. Uh, for a lot of you, you, you've been with me for a long time, and I do appreciate that as well. Uh, so I want to just take that time, just a little bit of time, to explain why I've been taking a break, and hopefully that explains it. Okay, so this is episode 86, and I wanted to take a little bit of time, the rest of this, this episode, and really kind of talk about issues that are in the schools. I think that's timely. Um, It doesn't matter when you're listening to this podcast, whether it's today or a year from now, it's probably going to be relevant. And and that is what's going on in our schools. And I'm specifically referring to school safety uh, and mental illness and mental health. And they are connected. And it, you, all you have to do is look at the news or listen to the news or watch the news, and, and you'll see something that addresses this. And most of the time, it is from a negative point of view, like the news is reporting of something that happened, something bad happened. And it leaves the communities where these things happen, whether it's a school shooting or maybe a a student suicide or whatever, it leaves that community kind of just traumatized in a way because it was, it it takes the standpoint of being reactive instead of proactive. It, it, It leaves a community saying, how could this have happened in our community? How did this happen in our school? Why didn't we see it? And there's really not an actual answer per se. There's not a good answer anyway. It's because it's a complex question, because it involves so much. And a lot of times, it's out of the hands of the school. So if if a student is experiencing a lot of traumatic 
things at home or somewhere else in the community outside of the school, or if the student is uh, maybe on uh, medication because of a, a mental illness, a severe mental illness, and all of a sudden they're stopped taking the medication, they react out of that. And, and really, for the most part, that's out of the school's hands. And yet the question still remains to the schools, no matter what school you're at, what do we do? What can we do? What should we do? What, what are the signs that we can look for? And if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you have a child in the school, doesn't matter what grade they are, you probably have asked this yourself or, or maybe you've talked to other parents and, and you can say, well, what can the schools do? Is my child safe when I drop them off or when they take the bus to school? Are they safe? Well, I, obviously I can't speak to that to every school, but I can speak to what my experiences has been working in the school. I can say, yes, they are safe. And in most cases, they're probably more safe in the school than anywhere else even in your home. But the schools can't do everything. And so again, from my perspective, the school district that I'm working at, they see the need. They see the need. They, they, they don't have to look very far to see that there's a huge need in the schools to help with mental health. And yes, there are school counselors, and they're great, but they are, they are really just, their time is limited because they're doing other things other than counseling. And not all school counselors are trained in mental health. Maybe to some degree, but not, not to the degree that I think schools really need. And so many schools are left to maybe just say and refer out to a, a community center and they say to parents, hey, can you go? Uh, we recommend that you go to this counselor while outside of school. And then it's kind of up to the parents whether or not they take them to counseling. And if they do or don't, the schools don't know usually. And so I really believe that schools really needed to look long and hard at what are they doing to, to reach and help students with mental illness beyond what they can do with school counselors. Now I'm talking about full-fledged licensed mental health counselors in the schools. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm seeing that there's a huge need. And this is something that I know is debated politically. And I know that there are different sides of this issue. So I'm not trying to provoke that part of it. What I'm trying to do is get us to think about what can we do as a community? What can you do as parents? What can you do as a teacher? What can you do as a superintendent? What can, what can you do as a counselor or an active community member? What can you do in your community to help with school safety? And I think that's a question that we need to have all across the United States. What can we do? And then beyond talking, beyond meeting, doing. Put it to practice. Get, get your roll up the sleeves and let's do something about it. And I think it starts, it starts with education and prevention in my view. Yes, we can react. Yes, we can, we can react to school shootings and suicides, and we can try to put in safety procedures and protocols after the fact, but I think we need a, really a, 
attack it from a prevention and education view. Start young, or at least start with the younger grades and talk about mental illness, talk about mental health. And, you know, it, it starts young. We, we, as a community, we as adults need to help these kids realize that it's okay to get help. That mental illness does not mean that you have something wrong with you. It's something that you have and that you're struggling and you need help. It's the stigma and the label that keeps people from getting the help that they need. Students don't want other students to know that they are on medication. Students don't want their teachers to know that they go to a counselor because they feel like if people find out that I go see a counselor or I'm on medication, then there's something wrong with me. And it's up to us adults, every one of us, we need to help break that stigma of mental illness. You and I, if you're listening to this, I hope you're agreeing with me and nodding your head up and down as, yes, we need to do something. And it might be just simple little things. If you have kids and you're taking them to school or, or maybe you're sitting around the dinner table or maybe you're just spending time with your kids, just bringing up the subject and saying, how are you today? Are you sad? Are you down? What, is, what do you think it means to be depressed? Do you have a friend that's depressed? And I would most assuredly tell you, yes, they do have somebody or if they're not already experiencing it themselves. I read an article today. It was a year ago. So it was, uh, was it 2017 or 2000, maybe two years ago. And the article was titled, One in Five Students Have a Mental Illness. And that's reported. One in five. So if you're a teacher and you have 20 students, well, you do the math. Every day, you have students, many of them, who have a mental illness, whether it's depression or anxiety or something else, and perhaps even more severe. And if those students are not taking their medication, they're going to act out. And so often, kids who are hurting and struggling, when they act out, they get in trouble, whether at school or at home, and they get in trouble for their negative behavior. And yes, they, we should address the behavior, but we also should ask ourselves, why is their behavior in the first place? And very likely, it's because maybe they didn't take their medication. Maybe they missed it. Maybe they couldn't get to sleep because the medication kept them up. And one of my, I, I see my, one of my biggest roles here at the school district is to, yes, address behavior, but more importantly, try to reach the heart of the student. Why? Why is the student acting out? Why is the student withdrawing? There's something going on here. And, and I, I realize that teachers don't always have the time, and most of the time they don't have time to really sit down and talk with the kids, even though they are, they are with them every day. And many teachers desperately want to do that, but their time just doesn't allow them to. And so if there was someone dedicated at the school who helps with mental health, they can partner with the teachers or they can partner with the parents. And I think if we can tap into that prevention and education, 
then we're not going to react as much. We're not going to be in a position of having to react to all these tragic things happening in our schools across the U.S. I think we can prevent so much if we just take the time and try to help these kids who are hurting. And I think most of the kids, when you read or hear in the news that they do something horrific, whether it's a school shooting or suicide or, or something else, and we think, oh my goodness, another, another one. What can we do? And I think so often we are quick to point out the mistakes of either the, the police or the school or we point to something else and say that, well, you're the problem. You should have done this, and you shouldn't have done this, or said this, or didn't say this. And we're not spending as much time thinking and asking ourselves, what can we do to help prevent this the next time? And that is near and dear to my heart, and, and, and I'm living that. I'm able to see from, from the inside out of what the schools are doing to help keep your kids safe. And some schools are blessed enough to have someone who is trained in mental health, who is embedded within the school, who can help aid teachers and police and other people in helping them figure out where is this coming from and how can we prevent it. But I also realize that not every school can afford that. Not every school has those resources. And there's got to be some type of training. I, I don't even know the answer to all schools, but I know there's a huge problem, and we've got to do something about it. I would rather spend 80% of our time talking about education prevention than in 10% of, of reaction. What should we have done? I would love to turn the conversation in our society of what should we have done to what can we do now. So the, the shoulds, the should-haves never happen. That's what I want. And so school safety is a huge issue, and it should be. And I know there are a lot of different theories and ideas going around, and, and I think everybody, no matter where, what, what political perspective that you're coming from, I think we all agree that something has to be done. We just may not agree 100% on what that is. But, you know, from my perspective, it, it's one of the best things we can do is get more trained therapists in the schools. And I, but I don't have the answers of how that's going to happen. But I do know if the schools have that, it will be a huge help to the teachers, to the staff, to the administrators, and to the students. And so I'm, I'm wanting to address these topics and, and as I continue to upload and, and record podcasts, I want to continue this conversation and I'm going to continue to talk about different mental health issues. And again, if you're an adult and you don't have kids, don't tune me out because I'm, what I'm going to be talking about is it's going to address you as well. We're all in this together. 
we're go- I'm going to be talking about depression and anxiety and, and social anxiety and all kinds of things and compassion fatigue. And so many of you have given me ideas and, and your suggestions of topics, and I love that, and keep it coming. You know, reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on, um, on my Facebook and, or on my website. So there are a lot of ways you can reach out to me. And, and uh, my, my uh, uh, website is simply my first and last name.com, johncordray.com. And my Twitter handle is John P, the letter P, Cordray, at John P. Cordray on Twitter. You can find me. So please, if you have ideas and say, would you please talk about this? I want to hear them. Keep them coming. Because I want to address the topics that you're interested in. And I know a lot of you listen to my, my podcast sometimes on the way to school, in the morning. Some of you listen while you're walking or exercising or wherever you're at. So there are different things that I have heard a lot of my listeners all over the world say that they're doing things, maybe even washing dishes and doing laundry, but you listen and you hear me and we're in this together. So don't, you know, just because I, uh, I'm working now within the schools don't think that I'm only going to address teenage issues because it's going to be a lot more than that. And if you don't have a teenager, don't tune me out. You might be a single person. You might be a college student. You might be a student yourself. One of the things that blew me away last year my, uh, when my son was still going and he was still in high school, it might have been a couple of years ago, uh, he came home one day and said, Dad, I don't know if you know this, but all of my friends listen to your show. And that blew me away, and it made me think, wow, my audience is vast, not, not just in ge- geography, but, but also in age. And so I, felt, I thought, wow, that is amazing. So I know there are a lot of teenagers to listen to this as well, and you can relate to this. You see, mental, mental health is not, doesn't restrict age. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. It relates to all of us, and, and you might not even be affected yourself directly, but somebody in your life surely is. And so I know that you will pick up on ideas and, and, and um, concepts by listening to my podcast. So thank you for listening. Thank you for following me, because it helps me to know that I'm not just talking to myself, that there are people who are listening who are getting help. And that's the whole reason why I have my podcast. So I apologize for those of you who've been listening and you've been, you've been faithfully listening and all of a sudden there was a big gap. Well, it was because personally I was looking for a job and uh, I was still doing private practice, but I, I was also looking for something else and that something else came. And I love it. I love what I'm doing. And I, I still do some private practice work, uh, but the main bulk of my career is within the schools now. And uh, I'm thrilled. Anyway, thank you for listening. I want to let you go. I appreciate you so much. And know that, that there are people who are there to help you. If you're struggling, reach out for help. Somebody near you can help you. And, or, or you can reach out to find who is around close to you, whether it's a community resource center or even a website, even if it's a hotline and you have to call and talk to a crisis counselor. People are there for you. So don't give up. Don't give in. Always know, even in your darkest hour, there is still hope. 
Tomorrow is a new day. Don't give up, and don't give up on yourself. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Mental Health Today show, another edition, episode 86. My name is John Cordray, and I am a national certified therapist. And as always, take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.